If you turn in your Bibles tonight to John chapter 3. Thank the Lord for the blood. John chapter 3, starting at verse 1, read the first eight verses. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Jesus, or Nicodemus, came to Jesus by night. Some varying reasons for that. One might be he was fearful of the other Pharisees seeing him talking to the man that they, well, he said, Nicodemus says, we know that thou art come from God. No man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. But another reason could be just because he wanted to have Jesus undivided attention. Jesus had people around him all the time. And so it may be that he just wanted to come to him and have some time. And we read the first 21 verses Jesus talking to Nicodemus, we really don't know how long the conversation lasted. John wrote, who, who knows what else may have been said by Jesus. But Nicodemus was a, a Pharisee. Jesus called him a master of Israel later on in this chapter in, in verse 10. But you notice that Nicodemus came to Jesus and he just started right off the top. He said, I know, we know that thou art come from God, a teacher come from God and so on. Jesus didn't answer him anything. Jesus went right to the point. Sometimes Jesus just goes right to the point. Let's, let's not beat around the bush, take our time with this. Let's just get right to what really matters. And that is, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Very simple statement. He must be born again. I saw a bumper sticker, it's been years ago, and it said, born okay the first time. I thought about that, I thought, huh, not what I, I mean, I guess we're here, so we were born okay in that sense, physically, but spiritually we're dead, and we need to be born again. Kind of comical, but at the same time, it's it's on the sad side to think that somebody would, would think that, but, so... I, I, I like to do informal polls. It's very informal. And, you know, at our youth retreat, we, we did the this or that. If you're on this side, come to this side. We're not going to do anything like that tonight. Um, I don't think they'd like that if I did that. And, but I want to know, by show of hands, who here wants to go to heaven? 
That's pretty much everybody. I didn't look around to see if anybody didn't say they wanted to go to heaven. We want to go to heaven, right? Amen? Well, you must be born again. You know, I, I, as, I, as I studied this, you know, I'm just thinking about this. It, it's not an option. Jesus didn't say there's a few ways that, that you could come into the kingdom. You can, uh, you know, he said you must be born again. Except you be born again, you will not enter the kingdom of God. You know, I, I love that Jesus did all the work for us. I, uh, you know, when you really want something, it takes, we, at least we tell this to our kids, it takes work, right? Got to work hard to get places in life. A few months ago, we have a gym where I work, a workout facility, and so I thought I should probably start working out a little bit, try to get in shape. And there was a guy, a coworker of mine, he works out every day. He's in the, in the gym working out. And he offered, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, he didn't say he'd be my personal trainer, but I'll, I'll come with you. I'll, I'll show you what you can do and some things that you can do. And, you know, what do you want to do today? What do you want to work on today? And, and that sort of thing. And it was beautiful. It was a great thing. There's only one problem with that. I hate it. I mean, this is not like just, I don't really like it. I mean, I actually, I, I don't, I really do not like it at all. Working out, it's not for, I'd rather be out. Let's do something fun. Let's play some basketball, tennis. I know we got some pickleball people. Let's go play some pickleball, right? Let's do something that's fun. Maybe trick your body into, into, to getting in shape. I do not, thankfully, he doesn't try to get me to work the treadmill because I definitely would not want to do that. I, I really don't like the treadmill. It takes work. If you want to, if you want to get in shape, it takes some work. You got to put forth effort. It doesn't, just happen for most of us. I mean, there's a few of you that are in good shape. Some of us, though, just, it doesn't come natural. Another thing besides hating is I like to eat. I, I do. I like to eat like a good meal. And every once in a while, I ask, what's for dessert? We don't always get that at our house, and that's a good thing, and that's on purpose, by the way, that we don't always have dessert at our at our house because we would eat it. You know, but in this gospel, it does take work, certainly, to maintain your salvation. It, it takes some effort. We gotta, we gotta read the Bible. We need to pray. We need to seek God. It does take some effort, but God's done all the work for us. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He did it. He paid the ultimate price so that we could be born again. You know, in verses seven and, and eight, it says, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And now here's the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. It's supernatural. We don't know. No, if you tried, have you ever tried to explain salvation to someone? Well, I, I mean, uh, it's it's hard because because it's such a it's a supernatural thing. But you know what? We just throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus. I know for me. I don't remember a word I said. I just knew that I poured my heart out to him. That's all we need to do, amen? Just pour our hearts out. We don't, the words you say or I say don't mean much if it doesn't come from the heart. If you'll turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. These words that Paul wrote here are powerful. Start verse 1, Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. He made you alive. 
You have He quickened. He made you alive. He made you, he, you're born again. You know, in, in 1 Peter 1.23, Peter says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, in other words, human, but by incorruptible, it came from God. We continue on in Ephesians 2. And you at the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We're in in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others." But God, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Let's say that again. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You look at Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee. He, if anybody had a right to the kingdom of God, it would be a Pharisee, right? Someone that teaches others. A Pharisee, if just on our, our own... Nicodemus would have had it made. Most of us would not have it made. But God, who is rich in mercy, when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us. He's made us alive together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. Love those these verses that Paul had here. You know, if you're, you're saved tonight and walking close to God, that's your testimony. I was talking with somebody the other day, and uh, he was talking about now, he doesn't really have a, a great testimony, a lot of great stories about himself that he can, he can say. And, uh, you know, we hear testimonies in, in, in these services. We hear preachers give, I was thinking of just Brother Dick Taylor. Could anybody here just listen to him for hours? The stories of being on the enterprise, all these great stories of what God had worked and moved in his life. But you know what? Even if you don't have all those stories, you have to quicken. You, who were dead in trespasses and sins, you have a testimony and you need to share it with others. We don't have to have a great testimony, but that is a great testimony. If you're quickened tonight, if you're alive, if you're born again, you have a great testimony. I love the story of Lazarus. In John 11, we read about Lazarus. He was, Jesus was told that he was sick and Lazarus was a good friend of his. So you would think that Jesus, right, being the caring person that he was, is going to rush to Lazarus' side and, and, and heal him. But he didn't. By the time Jesus got there, he was not one, not two, not three, but four days late. No chance. You know, maybe right as he had passed, maybe he, Jesus could have brought him back. But four days, there's no chance. And, and when Jesus finally got to Bethany, Martha came up to him and said, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. She's right. We know that. If Jesus had been there, Lazarus wouldn't have died. But Jesus, and, and he said that, and, and Jesus then told her, he says, your brother will rise again. And she says, yeah, I, I know. 
Yeah, yeah, he's going to rise again in the last day. It's going to be great, I, I know, but, but Lord, he's dead. But I love what Jesus said to her. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. I just feel like that, that Jesus didn't say that softly to her. I feel like he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And we know the story. He called Lazarus out. I, I was just reading it again today. Came out in his grave clothes, just across. I mean, it, it, can you imagine seeing someone that you knew was dead coming out? They had to roll the stone away even. I am the resurrection and the life. That's Jesus. That's, that's the beautiful thing about this gospel. You can be born again. I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know what your relationship is, is with the Lord, but you're here tonight for a purpose. I was thinking of a song, Softly and Tenderly. Many of us know that song. Beautiful song. But there was a verse that, that stood out to me. I heard this a few years back, and it's, it's kind of stuck with me from, from that song. And it's, it's one that we just kind of maybe skip over when Gary says we'll sing verses 1, 2, and 4. Skips over verse 3. Well, let's, I'll read that to you. It says, time is now fleeting. The moments are passing. Passing from you and from me. Shadows are gathering. Night, death's night is coming. Coming for you and for me. Time is short. We, we don't know how much more time we have. How, how much longer are you going to just stick around the outside how much longer are you going to maybe make decisions that could cost you dearly? Uh, man, I had a chance to minister to. Uh, was in prison. He just got out. He was telling me some stories of, of in, inside. And he said that one of his, his close friends there, his girlfriend, uh, took one little uh, puff of fentanyl out into eternity. He says, this is, this is killing people. He, he was very concerned about, about this. Just one little, you, you think all oh, these people that go way out into sin, those are the people that, that, that need the Lord. Just a, one little mistake, one little misstep, and you could be out into eternity. We, we talk a lot around our church about the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church, and amen. It could happen at any moment. We believe that. But maybe you think, well, I've, I've heard that year after year after year. I can't disagree with you. I've heard it year after year after year too. It's coming. But you know what? If you don't believe that's coming, we, we have statistics of people that go out into eternity at a moment's notice. That I just told you about one. I think about, I thought about our brother Milton O'Neill. Years ago, he got a call that his wife and his kids had been killed in an accident. Just like that, they were gone. You don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm really not trying to scare you and make you fearful as you drive out onto 82nd or wherever you're going today, tonight. But you don't know when you're going to take your last breath. Are you willing to chance just being on the outside? Are you willing to take that chance that you could be into eternity at any time? Time is now fleeting. The moments are passing. They're passing from you and from me. Shadows are gathering. I read this. Death's night is coming. I've also heard it. Death's bed is coming. Coming for you and for me. But oh, for the wonderful love he has promised. Promised for you and for me. And though we have sinned, he has pardoned. 
mercy and pardon, pardon for you and for me. You must be born again. You need it. It's not an option. You must be born again. I love in closing tonight the story of the Pharisee and the publican that we read about in Luke 18. Pharisee comes in and he prays. I love the way that Luke put it. He says he prayed thus with himself. God help us not to be praying thus with ourselves. I'm glad I'm not like that person and that person, and especially that guy right over there that we don't like, that publican, that tax collector, the one that steals money from us and gives it to the Romans. But I love what the publican said. He didn't even look his eyes up. He didn't even look up. He just smote himself on the breast. And he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's the simple prayer. If you're not saved, that's the prayer. You pray tonight, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You cry out with all your heart, and guess what? You'll be born again. You'll then, you're then going to be made eligible to make eternity. Now, everybody's going to make eternity, but you're going to make heaven. You know, the rich man and Lazarus, another Lazarus, the rich man looked up from hell and he said, could you just have Lazarus just tip his finger in water? Just just drop it right on my tongue here. What was he told? Can't do it. There's a great gulf fixed between heaven and hell. Tonight, we have before us death. We also have before us life that comes from God. Tonight is an opportunity for you. Maybe you've, uh, you've left the Lord out of your life. You were once right where you should be, and now you're not. Tonight is an opportunity for you to break the pride that is keeping you back and just come around these altars. We have an opportunity tonight to come around these altars to pray. Whatever you need, God can give you victories tonight. You know, we have a, we have an enemy out there. We have a world that we've got to go back out to tomorrow. But you know what? God can keep you. God can keep me. God can give us the victory. And tonight we have opportunity to draw closer to him around these altars to pray. God bless you. We appreciate that, that you've come here tonight. God is calling you. He's calling you to a deeper walk. We'll sing Psalm 479.